Comic Book Informer. We've been around for over 250 issues, and we still don't have a good show. What does he know what a good show is? I keep adding all of them in just to remind people that Marty's an asshole. God. <laughs> I'm going to keep but even after we're done this event, I'm going to keep adding them in periodically just so that people know. <laughs> <laughs> well, things have returned to a little bit of normalcy here. Uh, we have a normal comic book informer episode. Uh, we are on issue 262 on May 11th with Vince and Raj back in the driver's seats. How you been, man? Well, the food poisoning is done, so that's good. That, that, that was not fun. And and it was off of sushi as well. And I love sushi. <laughs> and now it's like, oh, man. Because every time I even just think about it, I'm like heaving a little bit in my mouth. And it's like, oh, great. How long is that going to last now? Mm. So um, how was your excursion over to All Comics Considered? Okay. <laughs> Apparently I wasn't done bitching about Marty. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I saw the episode went live today, but it hasn't shown up on Stitcher yet, so I didn't get a chance to listen to it. Well, it was uh, me and Hannah and Nick and Steve, who is the guy who does their editing. And uh, Steve's a damn nice guy. And so, except when he sends bumpers that insult us. <laughs> but but uh, Marty was like setting up the show notes for the episode and everything, and I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> thinking, do you not know me? You really, do you honestly think I'm going to follow your show notes for an episode that I'm hosting? Screw you, buddy. I'm just going to burn this crap to the ground if I can. But we had a great episode. It was a lot of fun. We obviously touched on, well, not just touched, it was uh, Civil War. And we talked about not just a comic book event, but a lot about what our expectations were for the movie. And uh, it was, again, we wound up having an hour-long episode, fantastic conversation. What was funny, though, is that at the start, when we started talking, when I started talking to, to old steve there, he kind of laid the gauntlet down, the <laughs> editing gauntlet. And I went, oh, that was a mistake. That, that was a mistake <laughs> because I'm the one editing this. Now, without getting too in-depth – Food poisoning, notwithstanding, there was also something bad that happened last week. We we lost an extended member of our family and we've grown mm. quite close to. So it was not in the best of moods kind of thing. And it literally happened on the day that we recorded. My wife told me as soon as I was done recording, she came and she told me. So I'm editing the podcast and I'm thinking, okay, you know what? I'm going to have a little bit of fun here because we need fun in our lives. So I painstakingly, because the way that I do the podcast on my end is everybody's sound gets mixed down into one session, into one file, whereas there are options now that allow you to to separate them and whatnot, which is what I used to do, but now I have the mixer. Anyways, all that just to say, I painstakingly sliced up every time he spoke put it in its own track and made it sound like he was a gerbil on crack. <laughs> now I come from a very 
sadistic French family that you show your appreciation and love of people by mocking them mercilessly, by taking jabs. Anybody that has listened to a podcast I host <laughs> over the years knows this. This is this is my upbringing. And um, I remember the first time my wife met my, my family at Christmas and they were just railing me for hours. And she at one point came up to me and says, I don't know how you're able to take this. This, And I'm going, you kidding? They're, they're showing their affection. That's what we are. So anyways, hours I did this. And to me, it's not going too far to apply it to everything he said in the podcast. I'm not going to just go half-ass and do a few minutes. No, 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 no. It was the entire podcast. I send this off to to Marty and Mother <laughs> says it's too much. It's it's his first time on the show. It's too much. Plus it's hard to hear him. Change, can you change it? And I'm like, no. Like if I have to, sure. But no, it's not too far. B, I was in charge of this episode. That was the agreement. <laughs> and C, screw you. It took hours to do this. And son of a bitch kept pushing. No, no, I think it's too much. I'm going, fine, fine. So I remastered it. I changed it around and then I sent it back the file. But I was not happy about it. <laughs> Still not happy about it. Marty, you suck. And uh, and so that was how it went. <laughs> Other than that, we had a lot of fun. <laughs> it is a good episode. I hope that people will go listen to it. And uh if it's not on Stitcher, just go to their site. But yeah, it was a, a good episode. And actually, as per usual, all three of them had very important things to say at different times. Uh, just good arguments about different things. Not always enough to get me necessarily to change my mind about my trepidation or, or things like that for the show. But certainly to give me a new insight on different things. And and one of them obviously being... Uh, Captain America and how he's portrayed in the shows and what we expect from a cap movie versus say an Avengers movie. And Mm -hmm. um, with them, each, all three of those really liking cap, it, it was something that they were a lot more passionate about that character than I am. So it was, I, again, I, I think we, we had a fantastic episode. So good to hear. I, uh, I'll probably listen to it tomorrow. Yeah. Aside from that, this past weekend, despite Nobody really talking about it was free comic book day. This was I didn't a really low-key year yeah, for me. I, I didn't know about it until I read it on Twitter and all of a sudden I was like, oh, crap. And it just so happened that that was the Saturday before Mother's Day, before the food poisoning. But still, it was just a horrible day for – I was on my mm-hmm. crutches all day and I just I couldn't make it out. Nobody was really talking about it. Like normally people are hyping it up. Oh, go to your local sh- – like nobody was really talking about it. Like I went to my local store. And like normally on free comic day, I'll hit up a couple of the local stores. I only went to one this year because there was, I think maybe 20 comics this year, whereas most years it's like closer to 50. So like the companies weren't putting out as many issues this year for the event. Like I got there and, you know, there was still a pretty sizable crowd, a great sale going on, but it was also like, it was smaller. It's like, it, it was, I don't know, like, for some reason, this this year kind of flew under the radar. I don't know if it was the movie buzz that or the holiday or I'm not sure why, but this year was down no, I know from what you previous mean. years. Because yeah, no. the last couple of years have been huge. It's been yeah. a big event. Yeah, 
Yeah. There's buzz for weeks beforehand and sometimes longer. And this, again, this year, I'd forgotten completely when it was going to be. And it wasn't until I checked my, my Twitter feed that it was like, oh, crap, it's today. And I was like, oh, too bad. I can't make it anyways. But it it was, yeah, very, very low key. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of the books uh, that I wanted to talk about, the first of which was the big one this year, and that's their Civil War II preview, which, um, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> well, we knew this was coming. Yeah. The art was really nice. <laughs> Who did the art in this? <laughs> uh, the art was... Uh, I know David Marquez is doing Chung. the main series. I don't know if he did this. Chung, I don't know, full name. That's oh, yeah, Jim covered. Chung. Yeah, he does great artwork. So, yeah. But, I mean, it, it involves Thanos showing up out of nowhere. Why does Thanos have guns? Yeah, I thought that too. That was Thanos, one of the most powerful beings in the universe, needs guns? A big <laughs> gun. It was like, oh, my God, are they taking their cues from Leafield? <laughs> Everybody has to have these massive guns with buttons that make no sense. And, and, you know, he, he fights an assembly of Avengers. Uh, War Machine accidentally shoots uh, She-Hulk with a missile. And then War Machine himself gets kind of messed up. And that's it. Like, that, this is the inciting point for the Civil War is, oh, which one of the superheroes gets medical attention first? Like, it's just... I still know nothing about what this event is supposed to be about. And if this free issue was supposed to sell me on it, it sure didn't do that job. Once again, same thing as with the original Civil War, where I took issue with the 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 concept mm-hmm. of these two forces coming against each other. This is going to be the same kind of thing where it's like, OK, once again, we need hero versus hero. Let's just make up some stupid to 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 justify why they're fighting each other. Because this certainly makes, at least from what we've seen from this, makes no sense as to why there there's there's a need for yet another civil war. Yeah, if it's War Machine got knocked out while he was firing a missile, like they're gonna have to do a little better than that. Yeah. And then there was also a backup in here with uh, the new Wasp is going to be showing up apparently as at least initially a villain in all new, all different Avengers. But uh, I haven't been reading that book, so I don't particularly care. It really wasn't that good a story. And the art was really weird. Like some panels, it's really good. And other panels, it's really bland. Like, I don't know. No, I agree. Uh, Also, I got the Captain America one, the, the Steve Rogers Captain America because now we're getting two Captain America comics with both Steve and Sam sharing the title. Meh. I Again, the, the artwork doesn't do much for me. The costume looks really stupid. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know. It's it's not doing much for me on this one either. Other than, oh, hey, Red Skull's back. Whoop-de-doo. <laughs> but, <laughs> the other half, though, is our preview of the uh, the Dead No More event coming to Amazing Spider-Man. I didn't even hear about that. What is that? Yeah. Well, we've been seeing uh, in the little teases in the ongoing comic, like the stuff going on with Rhino. I'd forgotten that Rhino died during the whole uh, end of the world or whatever it was called. He sacrificed himself to stop Dr. Octopus. But we've seen, you know, his wife is back and apparently he's back as well. Uh, Wilson Fisk's wife is dead again because they find her body. (laughs) <laughs> in a police investigation. Uh, 
<laughs> and uh, of course, Gwen Stacy has to show up. But uh, apparently it's it's not just a character that they're 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 building this event around. A lot of people are coming back and we'll see. Like This was interesting just because, you know, it put Peter on tilt, which is always the grounds for an interesting Spider-Man story when he doesn't know what the heck is going on. We'll see. Honestly, mm-hmm. like I said, I really I'm still reading it, but I'm really not digging what's been happening for a while now. The, the whole Scorpio thing is just it hasn't been bad. It just hasn't been all that good either. I would say some points are bad, actually, to my opinion, of course, but mm-hmm. praise it, where it's it, deserved and criticism as well. It's yeah. I really have not been liking it at all. Uh, other than that. I was very interested because this is actually something Marty had mentioned last week in the new releases, the new Bruce Lee comic. The new releases that lasted 20 minutes? <laughs> yes. If you stayed awake <laughs> through the new releases, he mentioned that there's a Bruce Lee comic coming out from uh, Darby Pop Publishing. And they had a free issue, Bruce Lee, The Dragon Rises. Hmm. This was really weird for me. Okay. How so? Because the entire comic revolves around in the modern day – Either this is a clone of Bruce Lee or he was in suspended animation and never died. And it's him dealing with modern society. With, of course, all those terrible cliches and tropes that come with that of, oh, some guy from the 70s that doesn't know how to exist in the modern age. It, I don't know. It just so it basically really, it's Captain America with Kung Fu. Yeah, but it. I mean, it's really weird because, I mean he's an actual person <laughs> well yeah but I, I on one hand i want to say it's kind of what's the word i'm looking for here disrespectful but on the other hand shannon lee is one of the writers <laughs> so i don't know it, it just it was really awkward for me I, i'm not gonna continue <laughs> reading this comic hmm. the last one i picked up however was the dark horse anthology had an alien story, had a Hellboy story, which if you've ever read a Hellboy story before, it's the exact same story. But it also had a Serenity story. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't read that one. The framing work, I mean, it's only like a eight or ten page story. Right. The framework of the story is the crew is out on a job and River is babysitting the kid. Because remember, I, God, yeah. what's her name? I, I forgot Zoe. her name. Zoe. Yeah, yeah, Zoe had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> And so the entire story is Zoe and Wash, you know, how they met and, you know, how they separated as done as a fantasy story that River's telling the kid as a, as a bedtime story. How they separated? <laughs> they separated because of a stake to the uh, listen, torso. It's, <laughs> it's still raw, Roger. <laughs> It's just the freezing. They separate it. It's like, well, this isn't working out. We're just going to go our own ways. <laughs> but, you know, how they met the rest of the crew. Like, it's a really short story. The artwork is phenomenal because it's done in, like, a super comic booky fantasy style. Like, it looks like a Skull Kickers kind of style almost. Cool. I, this was fantastic. Like, just this tiny little story, but... Oh my god! I, I I don't I don't want more Firefly stories now. I want more River bedtime stories. <laughs> Seriously though, why don't we have more Serenity or Firefly 
whether it's a series or a short series or whatever from from Dark Horse. I don't understand. Do they not sell well enough? One I, would think they would. I don't know. Man, I we honestly need don't more. know. We need a lot more of those. Because where they left off on the the last miniseries, there's definitely some great stories left to tell. There's a ton of stories you can still tell because what made the show both the TV show as well as the movie spectacular, as well as the any comics that have been done about it, is not just the people, but the actual world universe they live in. Mm-hmm. So there's so much there. It's the same thing as you know, not writing any more Star Wars stories just because, uh, you know, you don't have enough to go off of maybe from the main characters. Well, screw it. There's tons you can still do. I I would love to see a lot more in the hands of competent creators uh, uh, in that franchise. Yeah, I'm just looking through this again, and you have, you know, Wash is like a a wind elemental. You have, you know, the pirate captain. (laughs) Kaylee is like the, the flower girl. And then when it shows uh, Simon, you know, he's a doctor and he's carrying around a tiny little fairy river in a, in a lantern. It, it's so good. Cool. It is so good. So, yeah, that that was my free comic book day haul. Like I said it, the Serenity one saved it because <laughs> other than that, it was a pretty it's pretty much a wash. Oh, that was totally unintentional. That was wrong. <laughs> I was, I was so it, wrong. It, uh, <laughs> Halfway through the sentence, what, what like, happened the to too soon? Going off in my head to abort, but my mouth was already <laughs> going down the passage. Did you have anything to add for us? Not really. No, I I read the other couple. The I read Rom, which I didn't like particularly. Not because it was necessarily poorly written, but just because it's one gigantic cliche. Mm-hmm. It was like yeah, whatever. And then the Legend of Korra one, I thought was cute because cool. it is the story of how she's with her spirit animal kind of deal. So I thought that was cute. It, it was good. And that Camp Midnight, weird ass. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Holy crap, that was weird. That's it. All right, then. As for what else we've been reading, there just hasn't been a whole lot lately that's really grabbed my interest, like either good or bad. <laughs> but I did read the new Thunderbolts that came out last week. So did I. Written by Jim Zub, so of course I had to check it out. And I've always liked the Thunderbolts. This is coming out of the Avengers standoff crossover that I didn't read whatsoever. Everything I know about it is basically listening to Marty talk about it on his podcast. (laughs) Story-wise, I wasn't too into it until the end. (laughs) Like the last couple pages with Kobik, the little Cosmic Cube girl showing up and just throwing a wrench in everything kind of saved it for me i'm like okay i'm interested to see what they do with this but my god the art it was straight out of 1996 i had to look to make sure that leafield didn't do this like look who did the art on this and then go okay it's not him because some of the panels you look and it's like wow that's like even the mouth like the the leafield mouth when they're screaming (laughs) and it's like oh my god why would you try to replicate that if you're another artist i mean i I guess what they were going for is like a throwback to how the artwork was when the thunderbolts first came out because it launched in the 90s but that's that's not something you do (laughs) there's a reason we left that behind it was it was really disappointing for me 
On the bright side, though, Nova. <laughs> I'm getting a Mark Grayson vibe <laughs> from Invincible because this kid just isn't allowed to be happy. Right. I'm actually a couple issues behind on that now. Okay, so I'm not going to ruin how much worse things get for him other than the fact that they get worse. <laughs> but it's reminding me, not reminding me because I felt the same way about Sam, but also when the latest Ghost Rider comic was coming out, how I was emotionally invested in the story of Robbie Reyes. The same way I'm emotionally invested in Sam Alexander. Like, I want this kid to be happy. I want him to be okay. I'm interested in his journey as a superhero, but... He needs a happy ending. <laughs> I was really worried about Robbie as Ghost Rider was coming to an end. And he he got not a happy ending, but things improved enough for him that I was like, okay, that's that's a good place to stop his series for now. But Sam needs a win. Deserves it. <laughs> you hope you're listening to me, Marvel. <laughs> Do not screw this kid. <laughs> But I mean, that's that's just a testament to how good the character has been written that I I'm not it's not just a fun superhero story, which it is. But I care about this kid like he he needs to continue being an important part of the Marvel Universe because I just I love him. Yep. But that's really all I had to talk about this week. And going back to um, Thunderbolts, just because, again, it was one of the ones that I read, too. Again, it, it it's hard when it's a creator that you really like mm-hmm. and you want it to be fantastic. Now, fair warning, obviously, I did not read a ton of the Thunderbolts. I read a little bit of it and I wasn't crazy about it. I'm also not a huge fan of the Winter Soldier. I, I That said, I know a lot of people who really are. That came up when we were talking on uh, All Comics Considered as well because – well, especially Hannah, if I'm not mistaken, was saying how much she loves mm-hmm. that character. And it's like, I, I, I really don't like the character. I don't anyways. And then the other characters as well, there's, there's really no one to, to actually like. And the little Kobix kid, well, that's just basically, I kind of saw that as a cheat myself. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't see it as something that was unique and fun so much as eh, it's just a little cheat to make you care about this this sentient entity kind of thing. So I I don't know. I, I really I had quite a few issues with it myself, like quite a few issues with it. And and it also a lot of the dialogue just didn't feel natural to me. And and so that kind of threw it off as well. So yeah, I'm hoping it gets better. But then again, when I say better, better for me and for you, say, could be a lot of other people who love it. I really would like to see it do well. See, I mean, it's a thing where, you know, you have a writer getting a whole cast of characters that he's never written before. And with the exception of Bucky, none of them really got a whole lot of character development that he can draw on. <laughs> so I'm hoping over time he can kind of get a handle on it, but we'll see. Did you read the new Punisher? I skipped it actually. Wise choice. Okay. <laughs> Did you read the I, new Rackwith? I have liked I very know. few Punisher comics. Yeah, there's honestly there's not much else to say because it's just. I, I'm going to assume it's your standard Punisher comic. It really was a lot was. of growling and a bunch of bullets. It, there was a lot more about other things, not even Punisher related. It just mm-hmm. I. 
And a lot of it just didn't make sense as you're reading. You go, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> like, come on. And, and, and I don't want to slam on Punisher because I actually have read some Punisher stories that I quite liked. Yes. It can be done well. <laughs> I've read more that I haven't though. Yeah. So did you read uh, Requiem's? No, no, I actually haven't read the, the latest one. Seriously? How could, I, how could you not read it? I, I, listen, I missed a couple, all right? <laughs> okay, well, I'll skip that one then. No, no, go ahead. Oh, that's all right. I, I, I will wait. I don't want to to ruin anything. Um, what was the other one I was going to touch on? Uh, DC, <laughs> I can't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I will talk about, though... Um, have you been – have you caught up with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. yet? I haven't been watching it. Okay. <laughs> I've just been keeping track of the recaps. Okay. I thought you might be actually going back to to watch it as well. Maybe I'll binge watch it, but at this point I'm I'm okay with living it vicariously. Right. Um, not fantastic, like nowhere near the the best stuff they've done so far. But as the story's ramping up and they're getting close to the end of the season, we are getting some cool stuff happening. And and for once, Grant is actually not horrible on screen all the time <laughs> because he's not supposed to be Ward. He's supposed to be this other entity kind of thing. And so it was funny because we were watching – now, I haven't seen this week's episode yet. We're going to probably watch that tonight. But uh, – but last week's with him. And at one point he's on the screen. I'm thinking, Hey, I don't hate him while he's on screen. <laughs> it was that moment where it clued in. It was like, okay, this is not bad. Congratulations on not being terrible. Yeah. Like as a, as the current villain right now is what he's playing. Essentially. He is so low key that he's, you can endure it. So, uh, and everybody else is kind of, going through some weird, weird stuff right now. That's kind of why it's a little, again, it could be a lot better. That said though, we're getting some really cool stuff from me, like Mm. really good character development because she's been so stoic always. And now while still being stoic, she's actually snapping back at Coulson periodically and like it makes sense, it's brilliantly acted. And like the one from last week, where he is basically again telling her, if they go out of line, you here's the kill switch. And she's telling him, like, you're putting that on me. I'll do it because you're the director and you're telling me to do mm-hmm. it. But then don't come back at me and give me a hard time about how I feel or anything like that or whatever. You're the one that's making me do this. And it was like really, really good stuff. So yeah, it, I'm looking forward to seeing where it's going towards the end of the season now. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably watch next week just because it's the season finale. Yeah. But it's like I'll often forget it's on until all of a sudden Twitter starts blowing up because, you know, half the people I follow live tweet the friggin' show. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, that's right. It's Tuesday. Which is why we tend to watch it as soon as possible because otherwise we get spoiled and it's like, ah, yeah, Marvel it. themselves spoil it. Yeah. So I am curious if there will be because, I, again, I've heard little hints of some form of tie-ins with Civil War, mm-hmm. however slight they may be or whatever, that's what I'm most curious to see what will happen. Because one of the points that Nick brought up too, which was 
a really good point is that with everything that's going on with the Inhumans and how people feel about the Inhumans and the fear and everything else, it's the perfect time to kind of do some form of tie-in. So who knows what they'll do. Yeah. And that's it for me. All right, then. This week's new releases from Marvel. We have all new, all different Avengers number nine, Black Panther number two, Darth Vader number 20, Deadpool number 11, Guardians of the Galaxy number eight. Roger, your new favorite comic book, Gwenpool, has issue two. Gwenpool, not Pole. Listen. (laughs) If you can mock my French pronunciation, buddy, (laughs) I have an excuse. Powers actually has an issue coming out. Number six, Ultimates number seven, and Web Warriors number seven. From Image, we have The Fix number two, Grizzly Shark number two, and Southern Bastards number 14. An interesting one from IDW. Back to the Future, Citizen Brown number one. Does Hmm. that ring a bell? That'd be interesting. Yes, it's actually based off the Telltale game. Interesting. Yeah, as well as Star Trek number 57 and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number 58. And then finally from Valiant, we have their big summer crossover with 4001 AD, the Exo Man of War one shot and the Adventures of Archer and Armstrong number three. So that's going to wrap us up here at Comic Book Informer. As always, you can find us online at comicbookinformer.com or on Twitter at CB Informer. You can listen to, as we said at the beginning of the show, All Comics Considered at allcomicsconsidered.com. And in a couple of days, we're going to finally be recording the big Civil War episode. So not sure exactly when that's going to release, but uh, we'll let you know when it does. I'll try to edit it over the weekend and have it out no later than, say, Monday. I can't promise, but I will try my damnness. We'll do our best. <laughs> you, you'll do your best by showing up. <laughs> that, that's my best. <laughs> <laughs> so until next week, everybody, thanks for listening. Make sure to stop by comicbookinformer.com and let the guys know what you think in the comments. If you'd like to hear more from Roger and Vince, check out Popcorn Ronin, a bi-weekly movie, TV, and anime podcast, as well as For the Lore, a weekly gaming podcast. Wow.